Welcome to the Dressage with Amelia podcast, where it's all about breaking things down and helping you learn to love your ride. I'm your host, Amelia Newcomb. These sessions are recordings from my Facebook Live, where I answer as many questions as I can from my audience. I hope you enjoy this episode where I answer your questions about dressage. Please help me out and share this with a friend who also rides horses. We have some um, very exciting things to discuss tonight. We have a lot of props for you guys. And we hope it turns out okay. Yes. um, Mr. Scrambled Eggs is here. And there's Levi. And there's Levi. The whole family is here tonight, except for the horses. They're at the barn. I'm sure you guys have already heard about the 30 Days to Round Challenge. It starts tomorrow. So if you haven't signed up yet, Seriously, you should go sign up. So many people have already signed up. I was just reading through the Facebook group and seeing everyone's posts and questions and the community over there is crazy. And it's so fun to see people doing the work, like doing the groundwork exercises, already seeing a difference in their horse. And so tonight I asked Herman to come on with me and we are going to do some demos for you guys. We brought reins. We brought reins. We have reins. We have scrambling scrambling eggs equipment. And so we're going to do some demos to help you guys understand about contact and connection, what you want it to feel like, what you should and should not be doing, because it's like one of the hardest things of riding. Yeah, because it's the feel and how much is, you know, how much is the right amount? Yes. So that one question. Who's excited for today? Olivia's excited. Yes. Thank you. One question about giving away too much. You want to ask that question? Well, let's start with our demos. Okay. Okay. So we have reins here. First off, these are my most favorite reins. So these are thick rubber reins. I like these reins because They don't slip very easily through your hands. So if you have like arthritis or stiff hands, or even if you just don't like to grip so hard, I really like these reins because they're easy to hold on to. And they don't have the stoppers that dig into your finger. Yeah. That's why I like them. Yeah. So these are the thick rubber reins that we like. I have thin ones, but still flexible rubber. I like the thick ones. Okay. So you're going to be the rider Okay. and I'm going to be the horse. And you're going to describe what you're doing. Okay. Ready? Okay. So. You have to talk loudly. That's. How you hold the reins. The thumb and the forefinger. This has to go forward. How do you keep your reins from slipping? You pinch them down with your thumb and your forefinger. Then your ring finger, that's the shock absorber. But the reins don't pull. See, I'll open my hand. To be the shock absorber. Can we see that? There we go. So pull and I open my hand. And that that is the shock absorber. If that isn't enough, I can straighten my elbow. Keep going back. Keep going back. I just keep giving there. And then we take it back. Anyway, so there's the first shock absorber, but I don't open my hand. Oh, go ahead, pull. That is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> then you lose the contact. So you don't want to let your horse pull the reins out of your hands. Because then they are always doing that. Like they're always trying to get the reins out of And then they're on the forehand, their hind legs are out behind them and they become basically unsteerable. Yeah. So they're your reins. You have to decide the length of rein that you want. Okay. So step one, establish 
steady contact. Right. And so steady contact isn't stiff. Okay. Cause let's see, you know, pull back is for all your worth. See, now I'm resisting that. I'm leaning back against it. I don't know if they can, but those reins, I could play a stairway to heaven on those reins right now. They're so tight. And that isn't a quiet, steady hand. So bring, move. So I'm going to follow there. Now, as much as she wants to pull back, she can't really, because if I follow, she doesn't have my hands to stay against. So that's the idea. Now, in the trot, in the trot, there isn't as much uh, oscillation in the neck as in the walk in the canter, but there's still a little bit. But anyway, the walk in the canter, you definitely have to follow. Now, this so is not much? following because see how the reins go slack and taunt, slack and taunt. You have to have some sensitivity in your hand. Now you move your hands back and forth. And that weight is going to stay the same. And it's going to be different from horse to horse, right? Some move more, some move less. But that's the idea that you could go and come back. Now with the walk, right, your hips and your hands will come towards each other and then away from each other. So anyway, and then you can. How much? Up. How much pressure? How much pressure should we have? Okay, well, it feels like it's nothing, but they did the uh, with Hillary Clayton. They did the biomechanics and they had little weight measurers. And it's about five pounds that you're feeling. Although when you do oh, that, wow. yeah, I know. That's five what everybody pounds. said. That's what everybody said. I it thought never, it was it never, It actually okay. never, that's what everybody said. Five pounds. So they did, they had the measurements. It feels like ounces, but it's really about five pounds. But it's still, it's just not taunt, taut. It's just not taut. So. Okay. So step one is establish steady contact in the walk and the canner. There's more following motion because the head is nodding. But in the trot, there's some like your elbows. So your elbows are really important part of establishing steady contact. Like that's how you keep the steady contact is that your elbows move. So like if I'm like here, okay, now he's the horse, I'm the rider. So when you're doing posting trot and your butt, well, like my hands are too high. So if you're doing posting trot, when your butt goes down, your elbows bend. When your butt comes up, your elbows straighten so that your hands, like, see, I want to keep my hands right there at the bottom of the screen. So when my elbows, when my butt goes down, my elbows bend. When my butt comes up, my elbows straighten. So Should we do the examples we were talking about? We were oh, making, yeah. We were having a good time show before us, we started. Show us what we see, what our what we see people do. Sometimes. Okay, so for the trotting, which what she was just showing you, right, <laughs> is that the trotting will look like this. The hands go, the hands are posting the trot, but the hands don't post the trot. Your body goes in and out between your hands. So we see this a lot, right? Where people are posting and their hands are posting. That's not good. And then in the attempt to be quiet with their hands, you'll and this was mine. This was mine when I was first starting to ride at the canner. This is what I did. <laughs> the chicken wings. I just, yeah, I did that. Oh, God. Yeah, we used to, um, there was like along our road, there's some Mexican charros sometimes that ride along the road and they do that with their elbows. Yeah, so the chicken not wings. a good dressage look. It took me yeah. a couple of years to get rid of that out of my riding. Yeah. I, was a, I thought I was following and there I was. Yeah. If I had feathers, I would have flown out of the saddle. 
So, and one thing that's super cool in the challenge is that I did a lot of drone or not drone, but uh, GoPro footage. So it like shows you what my hands are doing when we're doing circles, when we're doing serpentines and when we want to get our horse a little bit softer. Okay, so now that we have steady contact, how do you supple your horse? So like right, you're so going that's around. that's answer this, who's this? Yeah, so Sarah Beth says, I have firm contact or steady in the trot and hold that weight until the horse gives, AKA decides not to brace. So the give for my horse is when he stops bracing. Okay. And you can help the horse make that decision with some suppling. Yeah, so we're gonna explain to you well, he is how to supple. Okay. I'm going to be the horse again. All right. So this is going to be, oh, no. Okay. So from the outside, this is going to be my inside rein. So you're going to look at my inside hand from the middle of the circle, say. And so the, the suppling is this wrist comes in and then the, the pinky comes up. So you can see the fingernail on your pinky and then, then your knuckles face forward straight. It's in, up, forward, in, up, forward. Your pinky makes that little circle. Um, I've been having people last few months actually do this at home. You can, you can draw, you can do this on a table. So here's your table. There's your hand. It goes in, it goes up and it goes forward. It goes in, it goes up and it goes forward. Your knuckles end up facing forward. And then you you do your opening hand to close the fist, and then that's the wrist, in up forward. You practice that on your table. Anyway. No, and this is this is on the inside rein. So Sarah right. Beth is asking, this is on the inside rein. So your your legs also play an important role. Your inside, you got to send your horse forward to get steady contact. You have to send your horse forward, and then your inside leg pushes your horse into the outside rein. Outside rein is steady, and your inside rein is, is your suppling is rain. doing the suppling motion. So, so yeah, that's why from from here, that's why it's going to be a little tricky. So we're just going to go with my right hand is now my inside rein, and the left hand is my outside rein. And so, like in a circle, that'd be a little this and forward and forward now while you're doing that you're still following back and forth because that's the thing that lets the horse go forward the suppling part is where it says come here and get collected so you have to let the horse go but still come here it's very dressage you have to hold without holding so there's the supple there's that wrist and now if she starts to move her hands come towards me Right. I've come back because I'm taking up this. She goes away. I can still supple. Keep taking. Keep taking. See, I don't add any weight. I just go with that. Okay. And then that's still my suppling ring. And wherever the horse's head goes, my shoulders are loose. My elbows are loose so that I can follow that and still do my flexion. So, but you're not like, you're not doing that all the time. You're just doing that if your horse gets locked. Somewhere. Right. And if, like if it's a little bit like, or a lot of it, it's the right amount. Yeah. You're not just going through the motions. I'm feeling something in the horse's neck. I feel it get stiff. I feel it get hard. I feel it start to brace. I go, oh, here, let's flex a little bit. Let's flex a lot of it and make you let that go. And then I can give back. So that the, the, get, the take is followed by the give, right? You always get your horse in the giving. So you got to flex that, get rid of that stiffness, bring it back maybe a little bit, loosen it, and then give the rein. 
to the person with the young horse, the timing of the give is just critical because when the horse gives this much, you're right there to give too. So the horse goes, ah. Yes. Does that make sense? Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Um, okay. So there's a good question. Inside hand supples, outside hand steady, but what about half halts on the outside rein? Right. So, so you can, you, you know, you've got the rein there. You're kind of in this half open thing. You can just make the fist. You can just make the fist and engage your core. It, it just, it depends yeah. on the what's happening at that moment. But the most simple one, you just make your hand a fist. If that isn't enough, you engage your core, you sit in, resist the horse, soften again. Yeah. And so I think that brings up a really important part, which is we started out talking about hands because that's like our brain thinks about our hands all the time. In order to have a steady contact, in order to supple your horse, you have to have an independent seat. And that is why classically riders are taught on the lunge line first so that you teach how to balance and how to move with the horse before you even hold on to the reins. Like in the German riding school, right? You you don't even get reins or the Spanish riding school. You go on the lunge line for a year. Yeah, I did that for Trip Harding, who's now deceased, but that's who I started with. And I know no stirrups, no reins for months. Wow. Just got lunge that way. That's why you have such a good seat. I can pretty much sit. Yeah. And if it doesn't matter what it's doing, I can sit. Yeah. But that's really important is that you're always thinking back to your seat. And I know a lot of you guys say that you have trouble maintaining a steady contact or establishing a steady contact or keeping a steady contact during your transitions. And most of the time that is because of your seat. That's nothing to do with your hands or the horse or anything. You've got to think about your seat. The main function of your seat is to follow the motion of your horse. And so, you know, whenever you're kind of struggling with this, that's also something that's really, really important to think about is your seat. So um, independent seat. What about transitions? What do your hands do during transitions? They're pretty quiet. Pretty quiet. They're pretty quiet because of what she was saying with the seat. So um, I breathe. I breathe heavy in my half alts. So I'm like, oh. and then the horse is like, oh, he's doing that thing where he wants me to do this thing. And then the horse does it. Um, I've set it up before that moment, getting the bend and getting the supple neck so that when I make the transition with my body, if I'm in trot and I want to go to canter, my body's doing the trot thing. And then I shift to the canter thing. The horse, I've got the horse balanced, got him supple in the neck, balanced in all fours. I shift my legs, I shift my weight, and the horse goes, oh, he's done that thing. Boom, you step to the canter. My hands aren't part of that. I mean, they're part of it, but they're not really making the aid. Yeah. Okay. I thought of another good thing to demo. Okay. <laughs> okay. One thing I know that you guys struggle with, too, is like stretch circle, like how to let the reins out, how to take the reins up again. And I think when you like a stretch circle is a test of contact and connection. You want your horse to very politely take the reins out of your hands as you open your fingers. And then same thing when you shorten up the reins that you want your horse to get shorter again in the frame. So that would probably answer the first question we got about throwing away the reins. Because if you worked on that stretchy circle. Yeah. So I, let's go to here. I like the buckle. So you're riding around, the range would be here, right? 
And now you're going to make your... There it goes. All right. <laughs> well, you want it to be on the inside of the neck. Okay, let's so pretend like we we've shortened up the reins. We're you know now we're going to start our posting trot for the stretchy circles. So, you what I do is I because of the flexion. So this is my inside rein. Because of the flexion, I've got my horse bent, and then I just with my thumb start feeding that rein down and play a little bit and feed the rein down and play a little bit, and then onto the buckle. Yeah. So I, I want to point out that little like play a little bit thing is really important because like most people just throw the reins away. Let's show what most people do. Oh, so like right. they, they have contact. And then they go to the uh, to the stretch circle and, and they just, just drop grab it. it there. Yeah. And then they just drop it. And it's you feed it through. And this is true for your free walk as well. The reins are there. And you take your thumb and you feed that. And then, okay, so then you feel, as you're doing that, you go, oh, boy, my horse is just running forward with the neck. And that's why you supple that a little bit, loosen it, get him balanced again, get, and then feed more leather out. And you just work your way down to getting his neck and his nose into the sand. Yeah. Getting his neck down. So another thing you guys are going to notice watching his hands is how fast and nimble he is to adjust his reins, like shorten the reins quick, let them a little out, shorten them quick, let them a little out. And you guys, it's, it takes practice to get this. And it's really important that you can adjust your reins quickly and efficiently and that you don't stop your seat when you do that. I see so many people that when they go to adjust their reins, they like forget to keep riding forward or forget the rhythm of their horse. And so do you want to show quickly how you shorten and lengthen your reins? Well, well, we just did the lengthening part. Yeah. So now we're here at the buckle and I'll take my left hand, no, the inside rein out to the outside rein, slide that one down. Okay. Then I move over to the inside rein and then slide that one down. And then I get them where I want them. Yeah. So, but I take up the outside rein first. And then but again, it's, it's, it's also important when you shorten your reins, like I did a YouTube video on this, but when you shorten your reins, your hands go a little forward, you get contact, and then you gradually bend your elbows again and push your horse up to the contact so that it's not like if you shorten your reins, like you're all of a sudden pulling a lot back on yeah, your horse. You can't shock load. And the first thing you have to think about is the hind legs, are they coming? Because if you're as you're gathering the reins, and the other name for the reins is the restricting aid. So if you're gathering the reins too fast in relation to the what the hind legs are doing, now you're stopping them. Yes. So especially true in the walk. Um, yeah. So I hope that this little demo is helpful. Let us know if you guys like our demo. Um, let's see, what do people say? April says, when you say inside leg to outside rein, can you break that down more? Should you be pushing the horse's weight off your inside leg so he fills the outside rein? Yes. So in um, breathing, those are the horse's ribs. So your legs, so it just doesn't push against it. It's breathing. So I go this way. So this is the outside, right? And so your inside leg is, uh -huh, and you put and you you mush that in to get his ribs to come around. It's not just your leg is there because then they'll just hold their breath against that. So it's a breathing thing. Yeah. But it's also, that's where we start to get into connection. So contact is, 
what we were showing you between your elbow and the horse's mouth. That's contact. Connection is the whole horse's body. And that's really where it gets to be super important and super difficult. And so putting your inside leg on activates your horse's inside hind leg and pushes that energy into the outside rein. And what that does is it starts to engage your horse's hind end. It starts to engage your horse's top line. And I mean, that's really why we ride with contact or why we, the reason we want our horses round, it's not just because their neck looks pretty when it's round. It's because of the control that it gives us of the hindquarters and of their entire body. And it's, it's most horses are crooked, just like riders. We're all crooked. <laughs> You're crooked too. I was telling him that he was sitting crooked today. I tell you. <laughs> but so you'll find that it's easier. Most horses have an easier time connecting on one diagonal than the other. It depends on the horse. Which one do you think is easier? Left leg to right rein or right leg to left rein? Which one's easier? Um, I like it when the stiff side's on the inside. Because that way I can hold the rein they don't want and it's on the outside and then I don't have to worry about. So you like going to the right more? Unless things are going scary and then I just turn left because I like my body turning <laughs> left better. It's yeah, complicated. it's complicated. I think you guys all probably got a little lost in that discussion, but um, but riding is complicated. And I think that one thing that's really hard about contact and connection and one thing like the 30 days to round program, I really tried to break it down for so that it can actually help you with your horse, because if your horse is perfect in the contact, then you know, it's one thing, but if you have a horse that doesn't understand how to accept the bit, doesn't understand how to give to the pressure, doesn't understand how to go around, you need to find ways to break that down into bite-sized pieces so that your horse can understand what it is that you want. And that's what I really worked hard on doing in the program is explaining all the little pieces that you need to take and then what to do when you're having a problem, how to go back and explain that to your horse. Are you reading the comments? I was. Do we have any other good ones? Um, I felt bad. I mean, she got a comment that said soft pole and in my, I've never had that comment before. Um, yeah. Nancy says, I recently had judge comment about my horse having a soft pole that makes him unsteady in the contact um I, yeah i've never heard the the term my guess softball, is that he's but unsteady so yeah unsteady. unsteady um i like just transitions and really transitions in the gate especially in the trot where you lengthen and then you make a circle um but that, yeah. I, I mean i saw that part and was like yeah i would do transitions within the gate yeah and really try and keep up there towards the bit in it yeah, because the thing is that if your horse is unsteady in their pull, the reason that the judge doesn't like to see that is because it's a sign that they're not connected, like hind leg, back mouth, that connection isn't working. And so if your horse is like up and down and left and right and all over the place, it's going to be impossible to do transitions. So that's why Herman suggested you should practice your transitions. And, and thinking about even if it's less round, but keeping the nose out so the horse is really looking for the bit. Um, 
at least until you get this contact thing solved and then you can think about getting them around her again. Oh, Heather has a good question. What do you do when your horse gets heavy? I supple. <laughs> now, that supple. You make it sound so easy. Like, you were, he, Herman was teaching me this morning on Kensington. And I was like, but he's so stiff in the right rein. And, and you say, well, it takes two to pull. <laughs> right, it does. You can't. They can't pull if you're not pulling. So if he is heavy, first thing is, right, is your seat okay? Is your back tight? Are you resisting him? Okay. Then if he's heavy, give. Right here, let's do this one. Stand up. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> all right. Now lean on my hands for all your worth. You just lean, right? Your horse is really heavy. Lean, lean, lean. <laughs> wow, look, she straightened herself and stood right up. So if your horse is heavy and he's yeah, leaning yeah. on you and he's become a tripod, his hind legs are in Texas, he's on the front legs and just your hands, and you're like, oh my God, he's gonna fall down if I let go let go he will then balance himself on four legs and be off of your hands yeah because i mean the horse's neck they use it for balance right right so if they're braced in their neck then they're balancing off on your hands you um one other thing i think that's really important when your horse gets heavy is i always think about my seat and my legs more because your little bicep isn't going to be able to outpull your horse's neck muscle. But always with contact and connection, it's about your whole body. Like when you take on the rein, you want to feel it like in your back, in your shoulders. And like if you pull, it's got to pull you deeper into the saddle. So right, that's when you like, like kneel and you, you kind of like you're going to go pray yeah. and roll your knees. Into so the do the demo like if. If you're leaning forward and the horse pulls on you, here, you be the horse. Now I'll be the rider. <laughs> so I'm going to, what, what's, oh, I'm pulling on you. Yeah, the horse. I'm the horse. You're going to lean forward. Yeah. So if you're the rider, if you're oh, tipped, right. okay. if you're, if you're tipped forward and the horse pulls on you, this is what right. happens. So if you're leaning forward and the horse pulls, you're just going to go over because you don't have any strength. If you open your chest, and sit in you put your belly out a little bit and go in your knees it doesn't matter how strong i am you're yeah. going to be able to keep your position right so if your horse if you have a horse that gets strong you want to sit a little bit back so that and when you your horse sit in a little and then you act then you end up acting like side reins yeah yeah so hopefully that will help you but you know there's no way to out pull your horse and that's also where the bending is really helpful like and and that's why when like Herman was demonstrating, you supple yeah. more on the inside rein. You get your horse to bend because that puts a little torque on their body and on their neck, and it makes them more supple. So um, yeah, Butch, maybe that's is that your friend Butch from Idaho? It is. <laughs> there it is. They can't pull if you don't pull. Thanks, dude. Thank you, Butch. Yeah, Butch, um, he wanted me to go to Idaho, but I rarely leave my horses. So, yeah, unless my horses are going to, probably not happening. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do we Butch, have... I'm a lot oh, like... show them your scrambled eggs, the scrambled eggs analogy. Okay. We haven't done this in over a year. And we I need just, to do I just, it. I just modified it a second ago. So, 
normally let's do that right Can you, so like i would scramble this way but what i did was i turned the fork sideways so it's more like the rain and just scramble eggs and it'll make your forearm muscle soft because that's if your forearm is tight then you're pulling against the horse's mouth so you grab your fork this is the outside rain you're holding your bowl then you take your fork and scramble your egg and instead of holding it straight like that like i used to do it just bend the fork that away and then scramble your egg and that'll bend your wrist and keep your forearm muscle soft because that's the key is you've got to keep your forearm muscle soft if your forearm gets tight you're holding and you're bracing against the horse but do it with your other hand that's the pro tip you have to be able to do it with both hands okay, let's move. so me... if you're right-handed so we'll all switch sides you need to scramble eggs with your left hand so here we go there's with the fork bent instead of straight fork bent and holding the outside rein and we're scrambling and that's the suppling it keeps my forearm muscle soft and then you can do you look you could do extra flexion depending extra flexion and elbow back i couldn't do that on the screen so suppling extra bend with the wrist and then elbow back if you need more and then the giving Yeah, so it's, I mean, your ambidexterity is also. Do the circle thing? Yeah, do okay. the circle thing. So, no. No, don't do it. <laughs> you can do it. So you have to make circles in opposite directions. So your circles face each other, right? And then you switch and you go the other way. And then you switch and you go the other way. But the circles are going in opposite directions. Okay. And that way you start getting your brain thinking about doing two things at the same time. Yes. Okay, so bottom line is riding is very hard and very complicated. It takes a long time. Like, I feel like my contact and connection, I think that's the hardest part of riding for me. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so hard. When, when, to, when to hold, when not to yeah. hold, when to flex. Oh, my hind leg. Oh, I lost the foot. Yeah. And every horse is different. Like seriously, every single horse. Some are too strong, some are too light, some are strong on one rein, some are strong on the other rein. And it's also important to remember that what you feel in your hand always relates to what's happening with the body and the hind leg. And that's where it's like, like I was telling that to him today on a horse. I was like, it's not about his head. It's about what his hind legs are doing. Right. That's There's nothing going on in front of the saddle. Doesn't have a corresponding reaction behind the saddle. Yeah. So anyways, I hope you guys found this helpful. I put the link. Oh, gosh. If you want to sign up for the challenge, it officially starts tomorrow. We're giving away prize money. We have $1,000 for first prize. And we're going to be doing Q&A sessions three times a week, my team and I, hopefully I'm going to employ Herman to come because he has a very good way of explaining things. You didn't know that, but you're going to have to be there. <laughs> um, he, okay. you also are starring on a few videos in the challenge. You did a demo with the GoPro so you can see his oh, hands in action. With the, with the yellow gloves. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny too because he goes, it's really hard to talk and explain while you're riding. Because you need to concentrate. <laughs> well, I do. I needed to concentrate and ride and feel what I was doing and put my brain on that, which made me shut my mouth. Yeah. So let me know in the chat if you guys are signed up for the challenge or if you're going to join us because basically the point of the challenge is it's just about getting everyone excited about their riding and committed to it and i think that 
writing is hard and it's easy to get discouraged and just feel a little bit lost. So my point of the challenge is just to get a group of students together and to help you guys and really have like a committed period of time where we're working on this and learning new things and practicing this. Um, so let's see, Mary's signed up. Someone else says they're signed up. Okay, we have a lot of people signed up, which is awesome. And yeah, we'll be here next Thursday. We'll have to think of a new demo to do next Thursday, but um, do you have any idea? Not yet. I'm... What are we gonna do next week? Hmm. What are their demos? You're really good at miming. Can you like do some mimes on the? I can. Yeah. How about bending? You could do yeah. your bending mimes. Sure. We'll, we'll <laughs> figure out how to get, we'll move the couch and I can square dance back there. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Have a good evening. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.